the word for today and Moses in the by the burning bush from Exodus three. I will read until verse four. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father in law. I know we all know the story of how he got here, right? He's been here for about forty years. Yes, and he's a priest of Midian. Interesting, hmm, he's a priest as well. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. So that's Moses, sorry, that's Exodus 3, um, 1 to 4. And I feel like, in the Old Testament, there were things that were happening literally, physically. But I feel right now, a lot of things are in our hearts. So in this um, short passage, God was trying to get Moses' attention. And he knew what to do to get the attention of his son, which was, you know, some a, a, a shepherd, you know, turning to the flock in in the bush and then he sees it because no what will happen if you see a bush burning right and it's a massive fire you run but then in this case the bush was burning you know but it wasn't being consumed and a lot of times in our heart and i heard this this particular sentence from jimakadenawo um yesterday and she said you know God um, knows how to get our attention, you know. The bush is burning in our hearts, you know. There's something God is is highlighting to us in our hearts, you know. And it's not going to stop burning until we actually look at it, you know. It's, it's to get our attention. Now, like Moses, what should we do? We should actually pay its attention, we should actually stop our daily life like he was doing. So he was, you know, tending to the flock in his um for his father-in-law. He could, could he, all he needed to do was to stop and turn and understand why is this bush burning, you know? Because he said in verse three, Moses said, "I will now turn aside." That's that's Exodus three verse three. I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. You know, a lot of times we have this nudge, this feeling, this burning desire in our hearts about something God is calling us to be or to do or to say or to go or, or somewhere to go. We're not being, being consumed by it, but it's burning. It gets our attention. And I think... You know, a lot of times we we are so busy with our, you know, tending of our flocks that we don't really, and we, 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 we know it's there, but we're like, you know what, I can't, I don't have time for this, you know. But, you know, I keep, I keep thinking in my mind that 
What if Moses didn't answer this call of God? Like, there are billions of people's destinies that were tied to this moment. Like, him saying yes to God. And, you know, when we go through the passage, there was a dialogue with him and God for a couple of chapters, a couple of you know, verses, I think chapters actually, where God was asking, who are you? You say you are, I am that I am. Who is I am? All those questions. And we're not saying that, you know, God is not saying that, that don't ask me questions. God is saying, you know, just come, you know. And when he does give instructions, you know, a lot of times, that's where a lot of us stop. We say, we, sh- we actually do notice the bush burning. We notice there's something in hard that that is not right. And we feel like God is going to get our attention. But then, when we now um, get there, like Moses got there, and God starts to speak, you're like, eh? Go to where? what? Egypt? Where, you know, I killed, you know, somebody and I had to run away from my life? You know, where, you know, the Pharaoh they went to, went to, went to, went to try to look for me to kill me? I should go back there and tell them who, which people, who are you, you are, I am that what? You know, and you see, Moses did not not doubt himself because if you go through, he kept saying, oh, I need help. I can't speak for myself, this one, that one. And God had to show him so many signs. And I feel like a number of things that may be stopping us is actually, you know, ourselves, you know, the fears in our hearts, strongholds, worries, anxieties that are there that were like, how do I even venture into this thing? You know, like it's too, it's too big, it's too huge. But then, you see, look at Moses. Moses could not speak clearly. You know, he was stammering. How do you go to a king and say, and start to stutter? That's probably the biggest fear in his mind. And then God tells him, am I not the one that created the mouth? You know? And so, perhaps if one is stuck where they've heard what God has said, instead of, you know, just letting our, our fears, our overthinking, our worries consume us. Perhaps we ask a lot more questions to get us comfortable. Perhaps we understand clearly what the next step is. Perhaps we ask for help. Moses asked for help, even though that was not ideal, but Moses asked for help with Aaron, that Aaron should speak for him. And there's a, there's a verse that had that, you know. And after, even though God, he wasn't ideal before, God said, you know what, it's fine. You know what? Aaron can go with you, but you have to speak, you know, and it just shows that God understands our fears, our concerns, our worries. God did not need Aaron to go with Moses, but because Aaron, um, Moses insisted that, ah, I need Aaron. Mm-mm. I need somebody. Send first, 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 send somebody else first of all, you know. When he goes, actually, no. And when God said, no, it's you. He said, you know what? Send me with somebody else. I can't just go on my own. God understood his fears. And to make him, you know, um, um, more comfortable, he actually, you know, um, brought in Aaron, his brother. In his same lineage, it's just interesting how he didn't say his, his father-in-law or his wife or someone else. I said his brother in the same lineage that he was in. And that singular step of Moses actually, 
you know, doing what God says, you know. I'm pretty sure he had he, he did not understand the express was going through. I'm pretty sure he was asking, and who who the who will I say sent me, you know? And all these things, because just like, is it really me, you know? And then he look, looks at his past, his sins, his shame, his sorrow, everything. Like, ah, this same God still chose me. And he did it. He was able to go. And it wasn't easy. He went to Pharaoh 10 times, you know? And Pharaoh kept using him to play goal, you know? It wasn't, obviously, if, 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 um, um, and God warned him before that, you know, he's going to be difficult, but you get victory. Uh, I don't know what God is telling us about that, you know. Is he saying that, you know, this road I'm going through is not is, is not as easy and rosy-daisy, but you get victory. But does the fear of you here is not raw and then you won't want to run away? Does not it does not um um what's the word does not stop before that you have to do it, you know? And Ask myself, so what if Moses didn't do? Once Moses just sat there, then he'll have a life where he just continued to tend that to flock. Maybe after, because he was eight, I think it was about 80 years, he was there for 40 years, tending to flocks. You know, he'll have like a, a simple life and die, and then, and I, I don't know, I don't know how God would have done it. God would have many other ways, but then, you know, this same man, billions of people just sitting aside to it, billions of people, even me, you and I. If Moses did not do this, where will we be now? God may have to, you know, had another way around it. But then the fact that he understood, you know, even though he wasn't clear to him there, that you know, his own that the destinies of the Israel were tied to him going to free them. Him thinking he just Israelites. Meanwhile, God had billions of people, you know, ahead waiting for that to happen. And so I just want to bring to us that a lot of times God has this burning bush in our hearts. God puts the burning bush in our hearts, burning for something. And we think, oh, you know, perhaps, you know, it's just for us or maybe it's just for our obedience. But our obedience is greater than who we are. It is more mighty for who we are. It is generational. You know, we don't know that little obedience that we are fretting about. We don't know how it's going to affect nations, people in their billions, you know, generations. We have no idea. Because at that point in time, Moses had no clue. All he knew is that it's for the Israelites to come out. I don't even think he even knew the journey ahead after testing them free, which was even more difficult. You know, so I would just implore us, you know, even my, I put myself particularly now because I feel like I've been also a bit scared about a number of things in in this light. And say, when God speaks to us, if wherever we are stuck, if we are stuck in in asking is in, in in the fear of oh my God, this is too huge, or in the fear of you know of of you know I can't go alone, or in the fear of I can now speak alone, or whatever fear we have, we can put it before God and let God comfort us in that very thing you know so that we don't not we don't stop ourselves or from doing things because of all these fears that you know devil has kind of you know put in our hearts based on our experiences and how we've handled them so that's what i have today um 
Have a good evening. God bless you and I love you. Bye.